Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. So welcome to today's show. I am here with Josh again. Say hi, Josh. Josh is here again. So excited to be here on this um, this day. You kind of trailed off there. This day, I'm still excited to be here. Man, I'm so excited to be here this on this, this day. day. See, I just never know when this podcast is going to come out, so what do I say exactly what day it is right now? I don't know. So, I need to be impeccable with my word. Uh, it'll come out on a Sunday. A Sunday, okay. <laughs> Maybe a Monday. Anyway, Maybe. um, so we are continuing mm-hmm. uh, our conversation about a book. Yeah, a book. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about that book. Catch people up on what we talked about last week. What did we talk about? We talked about last week this book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And uh, it is a, it's a book on Toltec wisdom, which is a South American... Uh, Southern Mexican. Southern Mexican. Like Southern Mexico. Mexico, like uh, Aztec area? I don't know. Uh, But basically, I think they said Southern Mexico and out of all the tribes, they were the tribe that was known, the people that were known as like professors Mm. and uh, like the really, really smart philosophers, like the people had gotten together, the people with wisdom had gotten together. And I think you used the word esoteric. Esoteric? Esoteric. Esoteric. Yeah. (laughs) Very esoteric people. So got that that deep wisdom and so we're going to talk about some of those agreements today you know yeah and i think last week we kind of talked about um just quick summation what would you say that we all uh, they they consider that everybody's life is like a dream right and in that dream we uh are domesticated Mm -hmm. uh by our parents teachers the society we live in the media yeah all those different ways we're indoctrinated almost Uh domesticated like an animal because we're praised when we do what people want us to Uh and we have consequences negative consequences when we don't right and because of that we accept laws that are contrary to our nature Mm -hmm. and within those laws some of them we may not even agree with or believe Mm -hmm. in it's like the kid that Say his dad played football, so he is all he does is focus on football, even though maybe he loves to play basketball or he wants to be yeah, an actor. That's so good. You know, I had a friend that did that. He uh, played basketball all through high school, was amazing at it, ended up getting a full ride scholarship to a D2 college. Mm-hmm. And then his dad died his freshman year and he never played basketball again because he wow. played basketball because it's what his dad wanted him right. to do, yeah, not what he like wanted that. to do. Yeah. And even though he wasn't really happy, mm-hmm. His parents were happy yeah. with him. And because of that, he did something that was against his nature. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. We do things because for other people's accolades so that other people will like us or accept us, even though it may not be what we actually want to do. Mm-hmm. So when we indoctrinate those laws, we become kind of cubbyholed by these laws that we live by that maybe we don't even want to live by, kind of? Right. Is that how? I think that's exactly what you said. Don't even know if that's what we should live by, honestly. And that's if it goes against some core belief that we have, uh, we're not gonna be able to stand up to it anyways. There you go. Yeah. So that was kind of how we create those laws or what he calls agreements. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're starting to look at is uh, 
the four agreements that he says, the Toltecs said, you know what, if you live your life this way, man, you're going to be able to be full of love and happiness mm. in all that you do. Amen. And at the end of the day, I mean, who doesn't want to show love and share happiness with other people? Yeah, that sounds ideal. Yeah, I think almost any religion except, uh, uh, is it Buddhism, uh, which is it, all life is suffering? Maybe it's, is it Hinduism? Don't know. I don't know. I, I forget know which. One, oh I man, now I gotta look it yeah, up. Yeah. So we're gonna sit here and yeah. talk to you really quick. Let's fill some filler. Uh, what do you want to sing? Oh my <laughs> gosh! What I don't know. You were singing some orange juice earlier. All life. Yep, Buddhist is is suffering. It's uh-huh. Buddhism. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So as, as most religions, though, I think they will teach you that it's honestly about. Yes, we're gonna have problems in this life. Yeah. But we're gonna be able to walk through those problems and people. Mm-hmm. Will know us by our kindness and our love. Mm, Maybe not our happiness, because yeah. it's okay to be unhappy. Yeah, kindness and love. I like that. Absolutely. So, so let's jump right into it, okay. uh, Josh. What is the first agreement of the four? So the first one is to be impeccable with your word. What the heck does that mean? What does that mean? Um, what speaking with integrity? Oh, what? What? Truthfulness, honesty. So basically, they say that it's. The first agreement is the most important of the agreements and probably the hardest one to stick to. Huh. Right? Yeah. Uh, whereas they would say the most difficult one to honor. Yeah. Uh, because, man, I mean, how simple does that sound? Be impeccable with your words. Right. And, oh, I remembered, oh, man, what does impeccable mean? Do you remember? Uh, oh, it is. Um, impeccable. Without M is without. Sin? Impeccable, I think, was sin. So it was without sin with without your words. Sin. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet the pastor and you heard, oh, without oh, sin. sin. I yes. like that. Uh-huh. Uh, not that it's, and it is pretty hard to attain, isn't it, to live without sin? <laughs> it's almost impossible. But speaking without sin, I think, uh-huh. should be a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. So you think about the word sin, and it means miss the mark. You know, that, that's when you break it down. And um, be impeccable with your word. Sounds simple, but it's not easy i mean how important are your words you are a pastor so i mean mm-hmm. what does the gospel of john say about um it says in the words. beginning was the word and the word was god and god was the word it does absolutely said and it said the word was with god and on top of you talk about james 4 or james 3 talking about the tongue is fire the tongue itself is lit on by lit on fire by hell itself you know the, the words are a big big deal in the tongue are the power of life and death so i think being impeccable with your words would be extremely important you know whether you're agnostic atheist christian uh, muslim buddhist whatever Mm -hmm. but i i i know in the book though it actually it's kind of weird that you have a book that's based on toltec wisdom that Mm -hmm. actually quotes from the bible yeah you know i think that's another when i think of buddhism uh Mm -hmm. well when i think of hinduism that all rivers lead to the sea where they believe that there i would say there is some truth yeah in all religions yeah you know, I, w- I would say that you're going to have various people that are going to argue mine has all of the truth, uh-huh. but they can still look at other religions and go, you know what, this part's That's true, this true. part's right. true. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, right. so. In the beginning was the word. And that's what we're starting here. Be impeccable with your word. So our words are important because it's with our words that I express myself. Mm-hmm. It's how I communicate with people. It's kind of how I think. Thanks. And, you know, I, I literally have the ability to, what, I don't know, create maybe to create with my words yeah absolutely you know uh absolutely you can i can make you feel good or bad Mm -hmm. uh which i shouldn't have that power honestly it's something that you allow to happen Mm -hmm. uh and we'll get into that as we get further into the agreements right right so uh so they say that 
basically our words can be used to create the ultimate dream mm. or tear down and destroy everything around us. That's so good, you know, and speaking with integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, can we uplift people with a word? Yeah, absolutely. Can we kill millions of people with words? Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I, in the book, I think they use the example of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And yeah. because he was a really gifted speaker mm-hmm. and very charismatic, he had the ability to sway an entire country. Yes. Yeah. You know, and the people living in that country, which resulted in the death of millions mm-hmm. of Jewish people, gypsies, uh, people that they were that he, he was able to other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So we use words, and if we use those words in a positive way, we can uplift people, and if mm-hmm. we use them in a way to induce fear, then we can break people down. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's important for us to notice when we're saying something that might not actually be true, and something that we say consistently all over and over. Like, I don't have enough time for that. Is I'm that, so stupid. Is that Are you the one of those really true? You right. Know? Are you speaking with integrity? Well, here I almost, I mean, I know I talk about sociology. I have a bachelor's in sociology. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Uh Um, And I will tell you now that bachelor's in sociology, uh, if I didn't have a master's in social work, would Mm -hmm. probably be good enough for me to be a retail manager Mm -hmm. somewhere. Um, Uh You know, but Uh I will, there's a couple of concepts. One of them is a self-fulfilling prophecy Uh that states that if I say something often enough. Yeah. Uh, that I will make it true. The other one is looking glass self, which says if enough other people say something often enough, I, I will make that true. Oh man. You know, I think the secret talks about the power of positivity where if we put out positive, we get positive back. If we put Uh out negativity, we get negativity back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's integrity with our words. You know, is a thought really true or is this a habitual thing that I always say? Is this really true? And a lot of times I think the words that we use are not, uh, they're not accurate. They're opinions. Mm. They're not facts. No. Not right? Yeah. Uh, an example of that would... Uh, no offense if I've ever said this to you, but I can't tell you how many times somebody has come up to me with an ugly baby. Mm. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah. There's ugly babies. And you're not going to be like... And they look at me and they're like, oh, isn't my baby so cute? And I always Gruber. say the same thing. Uh-huh. Wow, your baby looks just like you. I'm letting them know that I find their baby as repulsive as I find them, but they never see it that way, right? They're like, oh, I know, isn't she? And I'm like, wow, you have a high opinion of yourself. But just because I may find that baby unattractive doesn't mean that that baby's unattractive. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the qualifications that I have for an attractive baby. Like my son was born with this cone head Uh and he was under the billy lights forever because of his jaundice. And, Uh you know, when he was born, I thought he was the cutest thing. (laughs) I also expected him as a cone head to eat toilet paper at any time. Yes. (laughs) You know, now other people probably would have looked at him with the head head that he had and the color he was and been like, oh my God, what is wrong with that baby? Uh To me, I was in NICU. Right pushing for that baby to get out of NICU and praying for my son to get out of NICU right. and think that my son was going to be the most amazing kid ever. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people would have looked at him and been like, oh, man. <laughs> I yeah. hope somebody's listening right now that has heard you say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure at uh, least one, one person, person is. Uh, yes. <laughs> listening. Not that I've said that, but I'm sure at least, at least one, one, person's, one listening. person's listening. Yes. Uh-huh. So, but if I t- were to tell my son, oh my gosh, I, you're ugly. Mm-hmm. What if he were to take that on? Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, I am ugly. Now, all of a sudden, he's created a law. Uh Uh-huh. 
you know, he has created an agreement with himself that I'm an ugly right. kid based on information that somebody else has given him that's not factual. Mm-hmm. So you know, true. so how many of us in our lives, I think of, you know, my past and the things that I allowed to hold me back from my past because of the sexual abuse, the physical abuse Mm -hmm. that I was told I was nasty and disgusting while all that stuff was happening. And I took ownership of that. Mm -hmm. That became one of my laws is I am nasty and disgusting. Right. You know, so, so how often do, do the words that other people say impact us? And in return, if other people's words were able to impact us that way, how, my, how are my words impacting how others? How can my words impact others? Yeah, and it's so true. Yeah. Now, I know another thing they'll say is that, honestly, other people's words shouldn't be able to impact you. Because if I tell you that you're ugly, mm-hmm. is that really about you? Or is that probably about a, something, a problem with me? Yeah, probably reflection on however you see ugly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I may be just in a bad mood. I may yeah. be a mean, angry person. And right. because of that, I say mean, angry things. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean that you've done something right. wrong. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get on to you, yeah. unless of course it's about work, and then right. I'm a hundred percent accurate all 100% the time. Of the time, yes. Um, but if I say something to you, is that a reflection of you or a reflection of me? Yeah, it's a reflection of, of the passions worn inside of you. Yes, James, absolutely. James chapter four. So, so there you go. And there we have it right there. Impeccable comes from the Latin phrase peccatus, which means sin. Mm-hmm. The M in impeccable means without. So mm. impeccable means without sin. Be impeccable so, with your word. Really say what you mean, right? Say what right. you mean. So, and we go back to one of the things we talked about last week where we talked about, I think, didn't we talk last time about justice and injustice? Yes. Justice is where I might do something wrong or have a mistake. Right, yeah. yeah. And because of that, I have a consequence, uh-huh. right? Because if I have one right. One wrong action, one action that isn't right, then I should have one consequence for that. Mm-hmm. But as humans, we have this injustice where we constantly beat ourselves up, and yeah. then guilt and yep. shame builds up when we continue to beat ourselves up. And then you walk into me and go, "Hey, remember that boneheaded thing you do last Friday?" And it brings it all up again. Uh-huh. Exactly. So when I'm impeccable with my words, it isn't so much about uh, not judging or blaming myself uh, because. I shouldn't judge or blame myself. Uh, instead, I should take responsibility for my actions. Right. 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 Um, I shouldn't have blame, shame, anything like that for my actions. I may have done something horrendous, but was there a consequence for that? Did I learn from that? Have I moved on past that? Right. And if so, then why am I still beating myself up? Right. Yeah. And for people in recovery, you know, that's one of the things we always talk about is who's the last person to forgive you for what you did in your past? Right. It's, I mean, got to be you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I think about the fact, you know, that I, in my past and in my criminal history, um, I have worked through so many things and justice has been served from those things that I did. And they are in my past now. The law no longer holds those things against me. Right. So, so I don't know. Where do we go from here as we're talking about this? So I what? think that, um, like... Like one of the one of the one of the keys that I've read is that instead of speaking of what you don't have or what's gone wrong, speak of the solution you hope for, and the possibilities of what can go right in the future. It's hard sometimes, especially for me being in recovery. A lot of times, it's easier for me to talk about what might go wrong or what probably will go wrong instead of focusing on what might go right. Speak of the excitement of new ideas and inspiration making their way to us instead of always worried about the sky is falling. It is. Oh it's my falling. Gosh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. 
It, it actually might be. I think it's raining outside it right is now. It is raining so, right in Missouri, man. So think of that old expression, uh, what, misery loves company. Mm, yeah. So when I'm miserable, what's my favorite thing to do? Um, be miserable. Well, to make other people miserable. Right. Because I want—I don't want to have a pity party all by myself. No. I want you to have a pity party with me. Listen. So I bring other people down. And that fear and suffering, you know, uh, I instill into the people around me if I'm not being impeccable with my words. Yeah. So this talks about using our words not to, not destructive, but constructively, right? Yeah. Not yep. to break down other people or myself, but to build myself and other people up. Mm-hmm. So... And this is where, on all the four agreements, this is where we start. This is where the work is started. It's going to be impeccable with your word, you know? And I think that um, it starts with the way that you talk to yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm stupid. I'm this. Right. I'm that. Uh, how does that right. build us up? Yeah. You're never going to get this right. You know, because not only do we need to understand what we're saying, but we need to realize, you know, I do a, uh, one of the, uh, presentations that i do at conferences uh-huh. is called uh it's called sticks and stones uh-huh. and it talks about uh sticks and stones may you know and my point is sticks and so that old saying sticks and stones may break my bones well, words uh, will never hurt me. but words will never hurt me is probably the most unfactual statement ever right uh i can tell you now uh working with i worked uh, at an all-women's uh, residential facility for mm-hmm. five and a half years uh-huh. and i it made me take a really long, hard look in the mirror mm-hmm. about what I used to pride myself on when I was actively using. Mm, right. Because I prided myself on never hurting women. Uh-huh. Because I would not, I didn't like, I wouldn't hit a woman, wouldn't slap a woman, I would right. not lay a finger on a woman. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was like, ha you know, I did yeah. all this and right. I don't hurt, but I have two rules. I don't hurt women or children. Uh-huh. And I can't tell you how many women that were in abusive relationships told me, you know what, I healed. Uh-huh. From him hitting me pretty quickly. Yeah. But the things that he said to me and the way he treated right. me still with me today. Yep. And yep. it made me look at the way, even though I wasn't physically laying a hand on somebody or doing something to physically hurt uh-huh. the women that were in my life, the way I psychologically and emotionally took advantage of them, mm-hmm. um, spoke to them, treated them, left lasting damage. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could probably never run for uh, politics because if they were to dredge up people from my <laughs> right? past, oh my gosh. there's so many people from my past that would have really, really bad things to say about me. me too. Even though I yeah. thought, because I didn't understand the power of the words yep. that I was speaking, mm-hmm. that I was not hurting them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think about even like, uh, I can I can preach a sermon and I can get 10 people to tell me that, you know, it was great, you did good, whatever it was. But if I have that one, somebody that's overly critical, that will stick with me way more than the other 10 will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the power of our word. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we tend to gravitate towards negative, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's because of the laws that we have mm-hmm. in the world that we live in. Yep. You know, yep. we are taught kind of to focus on those negative things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a newspaper, that old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, so you know, true. we've got all those things that are floating around. Uh-huh. And I think that that's pretty important for us to latch on to and realize that uh, if Okay, um, I was a corporate trainer for Applebee's for uh-huh. a few years. We opened uh-huh. up new restaurants. We went in, and I'd trade front of the house. And one of the things that uh, I was taught, which I in turn taught, is I need to say at least five positive things mm-hmm. for every negative thing that I say to one of my team members. So I need to build them up 
if I'm going to break them down. Yeah, and that's it's so true. You know, mm-hmm. and because people will latch on mm-hmm. to that negative thing. I mean, yeah. I can do everything right, mm-hmm. waiting tables, food can be perfect, service can be perfect, seating can be perfect, ambiance, everything uh-huh. perfect, uh-huh. and they might tell one or two people. But man, if there's one thing wrong, right? They will tell every. They'll be on an elevator with somebody they don't know. Oh my gosh, you'll never guess where I ate today. It sucks. Right. Right. Uh-huh. So we're kind of like that too. Whenever we put out that negatives, even if it's only. And how many times do we put out that negative jokingly? I do it all the time, like about my weight. You know, uh-huh. I stepped on the scale yesterday and it said one at a time. Uh-huh. You know, um, I will joke about that, but honestly, even in joking about that, that's something negative that I'm taking in about myself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, so yeah. because if we can shatter other people with our words, how much do we shatter ourselves? Mm-hmm. What has, I don't know, I'll ask you, just stop and think really quick. Uh-huh. What has your negative self-talk kept you from accomplishing in your life? Right. I mean, is there, I don't even, can't I, imagine. You know, I don't yeah. expect an answer, but yeah. I mean, just think, do you think that there, that your negative self-talk has seriously impacted a lot of the things that you've done? Sure. Absolutely, I do. Do you think that there's things you probably would have attempted or succeeded at if it wasn't for negative self-talk? Had I been impeccable with my word? I, I do, 100%. Absolutely. So this impeccability of the words not only allows us to build ourselves up, but in a way, if I can truly grasp the concept of it mm-hmm. and learn that it's my law, mm-hmm. right? Me being impeccable with my words means that I have to live according to the laws that I follow in my world. Right. Right. Um, I've had to do this with my faith sometimes Mm -hmm. where uh, I make it about me Mm -hmm. and the relationship I have Mm -hmm. with my higher power, Mm -hmm. with Christ, whatever. Um, You know, uh, don't want to offend anybody, but you know what? If you're on here, I'd let you talk about Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, whoever the heck you wanted to talk about. Um, In fact, we've had people talk about other religions when they've told their stories. I I think it's what's really important to you. But... Where the heck was I going with that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, I just we derailed. Went, we went squirrel, but you're talking about your own self-talk. And, right. Yes. So, and I will look at somebody else and I will still love on them because I know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel my heart get a little hardened mm-hmm. because they have a different relationship yeah. with their with, with God than I do. Right. Um, because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't they be where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Or shouldn't I be where they're at? Right. And the truth so is... Good. If I'm being impeccable with my words, it's about my relationship, right. not about somebody else's. 100%. Yeah. So I won't come at you with anger, hate, or venom. Hopefully uh-huh. I get that poison out of my life when I realize that I only have to be responsible and impeccable about uh-huh. what I do right. and what I say. Exactly. But on the flip side of that, when you come at me with anger or venom, mm-hmm. that shouldn't affect me if I truly master being impeccable with my words because I realize this isn't really about me. Right. This is about the laws and rules that you have in your world uh-huh. and the struggle that you're having internally right. with those. Yeah. This isn't about me at all. Yep. Right? Right. So that's what I like is I'm only responsible for me. I'm not responsible for you. Mm-hmm. And the things you say that are hurtful or harmful. Right. It's coming from somewhere else, somewhere inside of you. That's why... We- as we understand this, we can use the power of our word in the direction of truth and in love. And I think it's really important to have those two because you can have truth without any grace or love and it's just harsh. But you can just have love and grace with really no direction. So truth and love together, are that's a huge, that's a huge balancing act that you got to have as you use the power of your word and are impeccable with it. Because what they will say um, is that 
if I'm not being impeccable with my words, mm-hmm. then uh, basically there's I, I I think what they talk about is we're probably lacking in self love. And if I'm lacking in self love, then I become a breeding ground. Like I become fertile soil mm-hmm. for other people's negativity and my own negativity. How about that? That's so crazy. when somebody comes at me with uh-huh. uh when somebody comes at me not being impeccable with their words, uh-huh. I am able to take that personally and it grows and festers uh-huh. because my mind is a breeding ground right now for other people's negativity because I'm lacking in self-love. And if I'm lacking in self-love, then I probably deserve what you said. And it's probably true. Woo. Right. Right. What a vicious cycle it puts you in too. Yes. So if I'm impeccable with my words, then I become a breeding ground or fertile soil for positivity. That's so good. And for good things to grow. Right. So, so that means that I'm going to have a, an abundance of love. Right. Not just for myself, but for the people and things oh, around me. Yes. Right? Yes. And you will speak with integrity. You'll say what you mean. Absolutely. So we need to plant seeds in our mind that basically say, uh, like like seeds of love. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And gosh darn it, people, people like me. People like me. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't we use those affirmations yeah. as part of that being impeccable? Right. And I know it's true. Yeah. Are there people yeah. that dislike me? Sure, but that's about them. Yeah. That's so at the end of the day, right. there's a lot. There are people that dislike me, and it, at first, I, I some of it I took really personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you, I think you by the time you came here and started working here, I think I was to the point where I'm like, ah, uh, that's about them, not about me. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was it was hard at first because I saw myself trying to build a successful uh, nonprofit. Right. And trying to provide a lot of family-friendly, pro-social activities for people in recovery, Mm -hmm. uh, people striving to maintain recovery, and uh, trying to educate people in the community about harm reduction and recovery and those types of things and reduce some of the stigma. And I had people hating on me. Yeah. And it hurt me because yeah. to me, like my nonprofit was kind of my baby. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, this is something that I first dreamed of in, you know, in 2012. God right. put it on my heart. So you feel like they were telling you, you had an ugly baby? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I felt like they were kicking my baby. Yeah, right. Like, oh my God, your baby sucks. Right. And what I had to realize over time is that it wasn't about me. Uh-huh. Um, it's totally something coming up out of them. Yeah. For some of them, it was because uh, there was jealousy. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, because they wanted to be where I was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other people, it was because uh, there were some other people that were trying to start their nonprofit, mm-hmm. and they w- kept getting asked if they were affiliated with my nonprofit, and they uh, felt like, right. like I, you know, like they were being overshadowed. Uh-huh. And for other people, I don't even know. Yeah. Honestly, I just had to come to a place, uh, kind of like my grandpa's abuse. Uh-huh. You know, I know I'm all over the place, You're, but for the longest time, like my grandpa was majorly physical abusive, like the kind of abuse where he'd beat me and then right. call him to school and say he's going to help me in the fields and not send me to school for a week, week and a half so until the recover. cuts and bruises yeah. healed. And uh, I hated him for so long. Right. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, what must have happened to him Man. For him to become the person that he is. Right. Because he can only do, we talk about those laws, right? right. That the, are imprinted on dream. us by other people. Yeah. So 
what kind of people poured into him and what did they pour into him? Yeah. So that he had the worldview that he had, so that yeah. the dream world that he lived in right. had the rules, the right. laws that it had. Right. You know. It was a nightmare. I mean, what yeah. were those agreements like? Because I didn't want them. And it got right. to the point where by the time he was dead, I actually felt sorry for him. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, not like uh, apathy, but I mean, I genuinely felt sorry for what he must have gone through right. when he was younger that enabled him to become the person that he was. Wow. Because it wasn't about me. And for the longest yeah. time, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was about right. me. He was that way to me because mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, he was that way to me because of him. Yeah. What a shift in thinking that is, too, to be able to understand that. That allows you to make one of these agreements, like being impeccable with your word, to be able to speak with integrity, you know, because it's not coming out of of, 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 of a passion that is, that is off. Yeah. So... If I can be impeccable with my words, mm-hmm. which I try to be, um, I fall short on occasion. But, you know, in the program, we say it's about progress, not perfection. right? Um, <laughs> not that that Jesus lizard can't walk on water. It's really right. cool when you get to watch yes. it. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Um, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So if I can be impeccable with my words, then what's stopping other people from being impeccable with their words? Yeah. You know, if I can get to a point where I realize that things that happened to me in my past uh-huh. at the end of the day yep. truly weren't about me, they were about that other person and where that other person was at. Yes. And because of that, I don't have to live with that guilt or shame. Because mm. of that, I can let some of that go mm-hmm. because it wasn't about me. Yeah. Then why can't other people? You know, and then yeah. if I can start to let those things go and start to become impeccable with my words, then why can't my mind become mm-hmm. a breeding ground? For happiness yeah. and joy and yeah. love yeah. for myself, which in turn will spiral to the people around me. The law of attraction. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. Law of attraction. And if I'm hanging out with happy, joyous people, right. I'm we're probably gonna draw more happy, joyous people to us. And it's going to cause us to be even more yeah. happy and joyous. I think so. I think it's important to to um, practice tuning into yourself. Take a moment, sit and you know, maybe a lot of moments and say, How do I feel right now? And try to understand why you're feeling the way you are. You know, you gotta you gotta sit and think and ask yourself those questions. And that's in that silence is when you can really get some get some true clarity. I gotta read a sentence. And guys, I would highly recommend getting this book. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lots of really good books out there that we can take stuff from. Um, I'm gonna read a sentence directly from this book that I love. Let's hear it. It says, "You can live in heaven in the middle of thousands of people living in hell." Because you're immune to that hell when you're impeccable with your word. Wow. Wow. Because the kingdom of heaven can come from that one agreement. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. It's being impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. So I, I kind of feel, I'm sitting here going, man, I don't know what more we can say about this. Yeah, really? I think that we nailed it. Yeah. I think the book nailed it. Yeah, I think the book did. <laughs> and I think that we are sitting here talking about it so that uh, hopefully other people will be like, hey, that sounds really interesting. Uh-huh. You know, I should get that book. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I think that we'll probably do other books as we go through. This is just one that, that I tried to read every once in a while. And I think a lot of other people do that. Yeah. Um, for some people it may be a faith, but for me, I think it's just really, these are the agreements are really good things to live by, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this week we talked about being impeccable with your word. 
Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? I think we're going to talk about don't take anything personally. Don't, Why not? Don't take it personal. Because it's not about you. But everything's about me. Nothing now that I do, really. Uh, really? My feelers what? are hurt. Oh, my like God. That it's movie, not about me. What's that movie with the little seagulls? Me, 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 me. What is that? Oh. Me, 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 me. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Like Nemo, maybe? Finding yeah, Nemo? Maybe. One of those. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or the Our Father prayer. Our Father of Heart in Heaven. Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. No, anyway. they, they say mine, 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 mine. That, oh, that's what they yeah. say. Mine, 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 yeah. mine, mine. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we're really about song lyrics and movie quotes yeah. a lot of the time. Even though I totally butchered that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Mine. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about not taking anything personally, uh, which is also very important. And if yeah. we're impeccable with our words, it helps us not take things personally. Yeah. Because I realized that those negative things, what, aren't about me, they're about who? The other person is the projection of their own reality. Yeah. I mean, if I'm angry, then I'm going to project anger onto other people. Yep. Um, so uh, what do they call it? Countertransference, I think, is what we call it in uh, counseling, where I have an emotion and I imprint it on somebody else. I think Ozzy Osbourne called it osmosis. No, osmosis is actually when you absorb, <laughs> you feed through absorption. I'm um, kidding. I'm not. I've often wished that I could learn that way. Yeah, I could right, just sleep on books and absorb the knowledge while I slept. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Uh, I had fun. Um, I had fun. Yeah, I hope Maybe. you had fun listening. Yes. Amen. And if you didn't, it was probably Josh's fault. And if you loved Whoa. it, it's all about me. Be impeccable um, with your word. Okay. If you like this, it's because you enjoyed it. Oh, so good. Yeah. Amen. If you don't like it, it's because you didn't like it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I enjoyed what I did. Yep. And I, uh, I, I did. feel like I was able to get a, to talk about that first uh, agreement and mm-hmm. get my point across. Yeah. So that makes me happy and yep. fulfilled. Amen. And if you're not, then it's about you. I love it. I love it. All righty, guys. Have a great, amazing week. And uh, next week, we will talk about the second agreement. Let's do it. All righty, then. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, You can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. There's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network? One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network?